Jacob chapters five through seven of the Book of Mormon. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jared Hess. The Book of Mormon. Translated by Joseph Smith. Jacob chapter five. Behold, my brethren, do ye not remember to have read the words of the prophet Zenos, which he spake unto the house of Israel, saying, Hearken, O ye house of Israel, and hear the words of me, a prophet of the Lord. For behold, thus saith the Lord, I will liken thee, O house of Israel, like unto a tame olive tree, which a man took and nourished in his vineyard, and it grew and waxed old and began to decay. And it came to pass that the master of the vineyard went forth, and he saw that his olive tree began to decay. And he said, I will prune it, and dig about it, and nourish it, that perhaps it may shoot forth young and tender branches, and it perish not. And it came to pass that he pruned it, and digged about it, and nourished it according to his word. And it came to pass that after many days it began to put forth somewhat a little, young and tender branches, but behold the main top thereof began to perish. And it came to pass that the master of the vineyard saw it, and he said unto his servant, it grieveth me that I should lose this tree. Wherefore go and pluck the branches from a wild olive tree, and bring them hither unto me, and we will pluck off those main branches which are beginning to wither away, and we will cast them into the fire that they may be burned. And behold, saith the Lord of the vineyard, I take away many of these young and tender branches, and I will graft them whithersoever I will. And it mattereth not that if it so be that the root of this tree will perish, I may preserve the fruit thereof unto myself. Therefore I will take these young and tender branches, and I will graft them whithersoever I will. Take thou the branches of the wild olive tree, and graft them in, in the stead thereof. And these which I have plucked off I will cast into the fire and burn them, that they may not cumber the ground of my vineyard. And it came to pass that the servant of the Lord of the vineyard did according to the word of the Lord of the vineyard, and grafted in the branches of the wild olive tree. And the Lord of the vineyard caused that it should be digged about, and pruned, and nourished, saying unto his servant, It grieveth me that I should lose this tree. Wherefore, that perhaps I might preserve the roots thereof, that they perish not, that I might preserve them unto myself, I have done this thing. Wherefore, go thy way, watch the tree, and nourish it according to my words. And these will I place in the nethermost part of my vineyard, whithersoever I will, it mattereth not unto thee. And I do it that I may preserve unto myself the natural branches of the tree, and also that I may lay up fruit thereof against the season unto myself. For it grieveth me that I should lose this tree and the fruit thereof. And it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard went his way, and hid the natural branches of the tame olive tree in the nethermost parts of the vineyard, some in one, and some in another, according to his will and pleasure. And it came to pass that a long time passed away, and the Lord of the vineyard said unto his servant, Come, let us go down into the vineyard, that we may labor in the vineyard. And it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard, and also the servant, went down into the vineyard to labor. And it came to pass that the servant said unto his master, Behold, look here, behold the tree. And it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard looked and beheld the tree in which the wild olive branches had been grafted, and it had sprung forth and begun to bear fruit, and he beheld that it was good, and the fruit thereof was like unto the natural fruit. 
And he said unto the servant, Behold, the branches of the wild tree have taken hold of the moisture of the root thereof, that the root thereof hath brought forth much strength. And because of the much strength of the root thereof, the wild branches have brought forth tame fruit. Now if we had not grafted in these branches, the tree thereof would have perished. And now, behold, I will lay up much fruit, which the tree thereof hath brought forth, and the fruit thereof I will lay up against the season unto mine own self. And it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard said unto the servant, Come, let us go to the nethermost part of the vineyard, and behold, if the natural branches of the tree have not brought forth much fruit also, that I may lay up of the fruit thereof against the season unto mine own self. And it came to pass that they went forth whither the master had hid the natural branches of the tree. And he said unto the servant, Behold these. And he beheld the first that it had brought forth much fruit. And he beheld also that it was good. And he said unto the servant, Take of the fruit thereof, and lay it up against the season, that I may preserve it unto mine own self. For behold, said he, this long time have I nourished it, and it hath brought forth much fruit. And it came to pass that the servant said unto his master, How comest thou hither to plant this tree, or this branch of the tree? For behold, it was the poorest spot in all the land of thy vineyard. And the Lord of the vineyard said unto him, Counsel me not. I knew that it was a poor spot of ground. Wherefore I said unto thee, I have nourished it this long time, and thou beholdest that it hath brought forth much fruit. And it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard said unto his servant, Look hither, behold, I have planted another branch of the tree also, and thou knowest that this spot of ground was poorer than the first. But behold the tree, I have nourished it this long time, and it hath brought forth much fruit. Therefore gather it, and lay it up against the season, that I may preserve it unto mine own self. And it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard said again unto his servant, Look hither, and behold another branch also, which I have planted. Behold, that I have nourished it also, and it hath brought forth fruit. And he said unto the servant, Look hither, and behold the last. Behold, this have I planted in a good spot of ground, and I have nourished it this long time, and only a part of the tree hath brought forth tame fruit, and the other part of the tree hath brought forth wild fruit. Behold, I have nourished this tree like unto the others. And it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard said unto the servant, Pluck off the branches that have not brought forth good fruit, and cast them into the fire. But behold, the servant said unto him, Let us prune it, and dig about it, and nourish it a little longer, that perhaps it may bring forth good fruit unto thee, that thou canst lay it up against the season. And it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard and the servant of the Lord of the vineyard did nourish all the fruit of the vineyard. And it came to pass that a long time had passed away, and the Lord of the vineyard said unto his servant, Come, let us go down into the vineyard, that we may labor again in the vineyard. For behold, the time draweth near, and the end soon cometh, Wherefore I must lay up fruit against the season unto mine own self. And it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard and the servant went down into the vineyard, and they came to the tree whose natural branches had been broken off, and the wild branches had been grafted in, and behold, all sorts of fruit did cumber the tree. And it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard did taste of the fruit, every sort according to its number. And the Lord of the vineyard said, Behold, this long time have we nourished this tree, 
and I have laid up unto myself against the season much fruit. But behold, this time it hath brought forth much fruit, and there is none of it which is good. And behold, there are all kinds of bad fruit, and it profiteth me nothing, notwithstanding all our labor. And now it grieveth me that I should lose this tree. And the Lord of the vineyard said unto the servant, What shall we do unto the tree, that I may preserve again good fruit thereof unto mine own self? And the servant said unto his master, Behold, because thou didst graft in the branches of the wild olive tree, they have nourished the roots, that they are alive, and they have not perished, wherefore thou beholdest that they are yet good. And it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard said unto his servant, The tree profiteth me nothing, and the roots thereof profit me nothing, so long as it shall bring forth evil fruit. Nevertheless I know that the roots are good, and for mine own purpose I have preserved them. And because of their much strength they have hitherto brought forth from the wild branches good fruit. But behold, the wild branches have grown and have overrun the roots thereof. And because that the wild branches have overcome the roots thereof, it hath brought forth much evil fruit. And because that it hath brought forth so much evil fruit, thou beholdest that it beginneth to perish, and it will soon become ripened, that it may be cast into the fire, except we should do something for it to preserve it. And it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard said unto his servant, Let us go down into the nethermost parts of the vineyard, and behold if the natural branches have also brought forth evil fruit. And it came to pass that they went down into the nethermost parts of the vineyard, and it came to pass that they beheld that the fruit of the natural branches had become corrupt also, yea, the first, and the second, and also the last, and they had all become corrupt. And the wild fruit of the last had overcome that part of the tree which brought forth good fruit, even that the branch had withered away and died. And it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard wept, and said unto the servant, what could I have done more for my vineyard? Behold, I knew that all the fruit of the vineyard, save it were these, had become corrupted. And now these which have once brought forth good fruit have also become corrupted. And now all the trees of my vineyard are good for nothing, save it be to be hewn down and cast into the fire. And behold this last, whose branch had withered away, I did plant in a good spot of ground, Yea, even that which was choice unto me above all other parts of the land of my vineyard. And thou beheldest that I also cut down that which cumbered this spot of ground, that I might plant this tree in the stead thereof. And thou beheldest that a part thereof brought forth good fruit, and a part thereof brought forth wild fruit. And because I plucked not the branches thereof, and cast them into the fire, behold, they have overcome the good branch, that it hath withered away. And now, behold, notwithstanding all the care which we have taken of my vineyard, the trees thereof have become corrupted, that they bring forth no good fruit. And these I had hoped to preserve, to have laid up fruit thereof against the season unto mine own self. But, behold, they have become like unto the wild olive tree, and they are of no worth but to be hewn down and cast into the fire, and it grieveth me that I should lose them. But what could I have done more in my vineyard? Have I slackened mine hand? that I have not nourished it? Nay, I have nourished it, and I have digged about it, and I have pruned it, and I have dunged it, and I have stretched forth mine hand almost all the day long, and the end draweth nigh, and it grieveth me that I should hew down all the trees of my vineyard, and cast them into the fire that they should be burned. Who is it that has corrupted my vineyard? 
and it came to pass that the servant said unto his master is it not the loftiness of thy vineyard have not the branches thereof overcome the roots which are good and because the branches have overcome the roots thereof behold they grew faster than the strength of the roots taking strength unto themselves behold i say is not this the cause that the trees of thy vineyard have become corrupted and it came to pass that the lord of the vineyard said unto the servant let us go to and hew down the trees of the vineyard and cast them into the fire that they shall not cumber the ground of my vineyard for i have done all what could i have done more for my vineyard but behold the servant said unto the lord of the vineyard spare it a little longer and the lord said yea i will spare it a little longer for it grieveth me that i should lose the trees of my vineyard wherefore let us take of the branches of these which i have planted in the nethermost parts of my vineyard and let us graft them into the tree from whence they came and let us pluck from the tree those branches whose fruit is most bitter and graft in the natural branches of the tree in the stead thereof and this will i do that the tree may not perish that perhaps i may preserve unto myself the roots thereof for mine own purpose and behold the roots of the natural branches of the tree which i have planted whithersoever i would are yet alive wherefore that i may preserve them also for mine own purpose i will take of the branches of this tree and i will graft them in unto them yea i will graft in unto them the branches of their mother tree that i may preserve the roots also unto mine own self that when they shall be sufficiently strong perhaps they may bring forth good fruit unto me and i may yet have glory in the fruit of my vineyard and it came to pass that they took from the natural tree which had become wild and grafted in unto the natural trees which also had become wild and they also took of the natural trees which had become wild and grafted into their mother tree and the lord of the vineyard said unto the servant pluck not the wild branches from the trees save it be those which are most bitter and in them ye shall graft according to that which i have said and we will nourish again the trees of the vineyard and we will trim up the branches thereof and we will pluck from the trees those branches which are ripened that they must perish and cast them into the fire and this i do that perhaps the roots thereof may take strength because of their goodness and because of the change of the branches that the good may overcome the evil and because that i have preserved the natural branches and the roots thereof and that i have grafted in the natural branches again into their mother tree and have preserved the roots of their mother tree that perhaps the trees of my vineyard may bring forth again good fruit and that i may have joy again in the fruit of my vineyard and perhaps that i may rejoice exceedingly that i have preserved the roots of the branches of the first fruit wherefore go to and call servants that we may labor diligently with our might in the vineyard that we may prepare the way that i may bring forth again the natural fruit which natural fruit is good and most precious above all other fruit wherefore let us go to and labor with our might this last time for behold the end draweth nigh and this is for the last time that i shall prune my vineyard graft in the branches begin at the last that they may be first and that the first may be last and dig about the trees both old and young the first and the last and the last and the first that all may be nourished once again for the last time wherefore dig about them and prune them and dung them once more for the last time for the end draweth nigh and if it be so that these last grafts shall grow and bring forth the natural fruit then shall ye prepare the way for them that they may grow 
and as they begin to grow ye shall clear away the branches which bring forth bitter fruit according to the strength of the good and the size thereof and ye shall not clear away the bad thereof all at once lest the roots thereof should be too strong for the graft and the graft thereof shall perish and i lose the trees of my vineyard for it grieveth me that i should lose the trees of my vineyard wherefore ye shall clear away the bad according as the good shall grow that the root and the top may be equal in strength until the good shall overcome the bad and the bad be hewn down and cast into the fire that they cumber not the ground of my vineyard and thus will i sweep away the bad out of my vineyard and the branches of the natural tree will i graft in again into the natural tree and the branches of the natural tree will i graft into the natural branches of the tree and thus will i bring them together again that they shall bring forth the natural fruit and they shall be one and the bad shall be cast away yea even out of all the land of my vineyard for behold only this once will i prune my vineyard and it came to pass that the lord of the vineyard sent his servant and the servant went and did as the lord had commanded him and brought other servants and they were few and the lord of the vineyard said unto them go to and labor in the vineyard with your might for behold this is the last time that i shall nourish my vineyard for the end is nigh at hand and the season speedily cometh and if ye labor with your might with me ye shall have joy in the fruit which i shall lay up unto myself against the time which will soon come and it came to pass that the servants did go and labor with their mites and the lord of the vineyard labored also with them and they did obey the commandments of the lord of the vineyard in all things and there began to be the natural fruit again in the vineyard and the natural branches began to grow and thrive exceedingly and the wild branches began to be plucked off and to be cast away and they did keep the root and the top thereof equal according to the strength thereof and thus they labored with all diligence according to the commandments of the lord of the vineyard even until the bad had been cast away out of the vineyard and the lord had preserved unto himself that the trees had become again the natural fruit and they became like unto one body and the fruits were equal and the lord of the vineyard had preserved unto himself the natural fruit which was most precious unto him from the beginning and it came to pass that when the lord of the vineyard saw that his fruit was good and that his vineyard was no more corrupt he called up his servants and said unto them behold for this last time have we nourished my vineyard and thou beholdest that i have done according to my will and i have preserved the natural fruit that it is good even like as it was in the beginning and blessed art thou for because ye have been diligent in laboring with me in my vineyard and have kept my commandments and have brought unto me again the natural fruit that my vineyard is no more corrupted and the bad is cast away behold ye shall have joy with me because of the fruit of my vineyard for behold for a long time will i lay up of the fruit of my vineyard unto mine own self against the season which speedily cometh and for the last time have i nourished my vineyard and pruned it and dug about it and dunged it wherefore i will lay up unto mine own self of the fruit for a long time according to that which i have spoken and when the time cometh that evil fruit shall again come into my vineyard then will i cause the good and the bad to be gathered and the good will i preserve unto myself and the bad will i cast away into its own place and then cometh the season and the end and my vineyard will i cause to be burned with fire jacob chapter six and now behold my brethren as i said unto you that i would prophesy behold this is my prophecy 
that the things which this prophet Zenos spake concerning the house of Israel, in the which he likened them unto a tame olive tree, must surely come to pass. And the day that he shall set his hand again the second time to recover his people is the day, yea, even the last time, that the servants of the Lord shall go forth in his power to nourish and prune his vineyard, and after that the end soon cometh. And how blessed are they who have labored diligently in his vineyard, and how cursed are they who shall be cast out into their own place, and the world shall be burned with fire. And how merciful is our God unto us, for he remembereth the house of Israel, both roots and branches, and he stretches forth his hands unto them all the day long. And they are a stiff-necked, and again saying people, but as many as will not harden their hearts shall be saved in the kingdom of God. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, I beseech of you, in words of soberness, that ye would repent, and come with full purpose of heart, and cleave unto God as he cleaveth unto you. And while his arm of mercy is extended toward you in the light of the day, harden not your hearts. Yea, to-day, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. For why will ye die? For behold, after ye have been nourished by the good word of God all the day long, will ye bring forth evil fruit, that ye must be hewn down and cast into the fire? Behold, will ye reject these words? Will ye reject the words of the prophets? And will ye reject all the words which have been spoken concerning Christ, after so many have spoken concerning him, and deny the good word of Christ, and the power of God, and the gift of the Holy Ghost, and quench the Holy Spirit, and make a mock of the great plan of redemption which hath been laid for you? Know ye not that if ye will do these things, that the power of the redemption and the resurrection which is in Christ will bring you to stand with shame and awful guilt before the bar of God? And according to the power of justice, for justice cannot be denied, ye must go away into that lake of fire and brimstone, whose flames are unquenchable, and whose smoke ascendeth up for ever and ever, which lake of fire and brimstone is endless torment. O oh, then, my beloved brethren, repent ye, and enter in at the straight gate, and continue in the way which is narrow, until ye shall obtain eternal life. O oh, be wise, what can I say more? Finally, I bid you farewell, until I shall meet you before the pleasing bar of God, which bar striketh the wicked with awful dread and fear. Amen. Jacob, Chapter 7 and now it came to pass, after some years had passed away, there came a man among the people of Nephi, whose name was Sherem. And it came to pass that he began to preach among the people, and to declare unto them that there should be no Christ. And he preached many things which were flattering unto the people. And this he did, that he might overthrow the doctrine of Christ. And he labored diligently, that he might lead away the hearts of the people, insomuch that he did lead away many hearts. And he, knowing that I, Jacob, had faith in Christ, who should come, he sought much opportunity that he might come unto me. And he was learned, that he had a perfect knowledge of the language of the people. Wherefore he could use much flattery and much power of speech according to the power of the devil. And he had hope to shake me from the faith, notwithstanding the many revelations and the many things which I had seen concerning these things. For I truly had seen angels, and they had ministered unto me, and also I had heard the voice of the Lord speaking unto me in very word from time to time. Wherefore, I could not be shaken. And it came to pass that he came unto me, 
and on this wise did he speak unto me, saying, Brother Jacob, I have sought much opportunity that I might speak unto you, for I have heard, and also know that thou goest about much preaching that which ye call the gospel, or the doctrine of Christ. And ye have led away much of this people, that they pervert the right way of God, and keep not the law of Moses, which is the right way, and convert the law of Moses into the worship of a being which ye say shall come many hundred years hence. And now, behold, I, Sherem, declare unto you that this is blasphemy, for no man knoweth of such things, for he cannot tell of things to come. And after this manner did Sherem contend against me. But, behold, the Lord God poured in his spirit into my soul, insomuch that I did confound him in all his words. And I said unto him, Deniest thou the Christ who shall come? And he said, If there should be a Christ, I would not deny him. But I know that there is no Christ, neither has been, nor ever will be. And I said unto him, Believest thou the Scriptures? And he said, Yea. And I said unto him, Then ye do not understand them, for they truly testify of Christ. Behold, I say unto you, that none of the prophets have written nor prophesied, save they have spoken concerning this Christ. And this is not all, it has been made manifest unto me. For I have heard and seen, and it also has been made manifest unto me by the power of the Holy Ghost. Wherefore I know, if there should be no atonement made, all mankind must be lost. And it came to pass that he said unto me, Show me a sign by this power of the Holy Ghost, in which ye know so much. And I said unto him, What am I, that I should tempt God to show unto thee a sign in the thing which thou knowest to be true? Yet thou wilt deny it, because thou art of the devil. Nevertheless, not my will be done, but if God shall smite thee, let that be a sign unto thee that he has power both in heaven and in earth, and also that Christ shall come. And thy will, O Lord, be done, and not mine. And it came to pass that when I, Jacob, had spoken these words, the power of the Lord came upon him, insomuch that he fell to the earth, and it came to pass that he was nourished for the space of many days. And it came to pass that he said unto the people, Gather together on the morrow, for I shall die. Wherefore I desire to speak unto the people before I shall die. And it came to pass that on the morrow the multitude were gathered together. And he spake plainly unto them, and denied the things which he had taught them, and confessed the Christ, and the power of the Holy Ghost, and the ministering of angels. And he spake plainly unto them, that he had been deceived by the power of the devil. And he spake of hell, and of eternity, and of eternal punishment. And he said, I fear, lest I have committed the unpardonable sin. For I have lied unto God. For I denied the Christ, and said that I believed the Scriptures. And they truly testify of him. And because I have thus lied unto God, I greatly fear, lest my case shall be awful. But I confess unto God. And it came to pass that when he had said these words, he could say no more, and he gave up the ghost. And when the multitude had witnessed that he spake these things as he was about to give up the ghost, they were astonished exceedingly, insomuch that the power of God came down upon them, and they were overcome that they fell to the earth. Now this thing was pleasing unto me, Jacob, for I had requested it of my father, who was in heaven, for he had heard my cry and answered my prayer. And it came to pass that peace 
and the love of God was restored again among the people, and they searched the scriptures, and hearkened no more to the words of this wicked man. And it came to pass that many means were devised to reclaim and restore the Lamanites to the knowledge of the truth. But it was all vain, for they delighted in wars and bloodshed, and they had an eternal hatred against us, their brethren, and they sought by the power of their arms to destroy us continually. Wherefore the people of Nephi did fortify against them with their arms and with all their might, trusting in the God and rock of their salvation. Wherefore they became as yet conquerors of their enemies. And it came to pass that I, Jacob, began to be old. And the record of this people being kept on the other plates of Nephi, wherefore I conclude this record, declaring that I have written according to the best of my knowledge, by saying that the time passed away with us, and also our lives passed away like as it were unto us a dream, we being a lonesome and a solemn people, wanderers, cast out from Jerusalem, born in tribulation, in a wilderness, and hated of our brethren, which caused wars and contentions, wherefore we did mourn out our days. And I, Jacob, saw that I must soon go down to my grave, wherefore I said unto my son Enos, Take these plates. And I told him the things which my brother Nephi had commanded me, and he promised obedience unto the commands. And I make an end of my writing upon these plates, which writing has been small, and to the reader I bid farewell, hoping that many of my brethren may read my words. Brethren, adieu. End of Jacob, chapters 5 through 7. Recording by Jared Hess in Mapleton, Utah. Please visit at hessmess.blogspot.com.